Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Sacred Flesh, a beauty podcast with a ghostly twist. I am Lee Wick, the owner and founder of a gothic beauty spa located in downtown Spokane called Vanity Makeup and Skin. And I'm also the owner of a continued education aesthetics training company located also in downtown Spokane called Vane Industry Elevation. And this is my second start this morning because I already screwed it up because I've got my bestie and my lovely favorite client who legit ghosted me after I relocated to Spokane and we've got her back. The energy pull is back and I'm so excited to have her. We text nonstop. We get really weird. We're totally friends, but she's my client. I know her skin really well and I'm just absolutely happy to have her and her name is Kat Thompson. Kat, say hi. Hi, everybody. Um, and then I've got Brennan, my main B. Hello. Brennan, this is Kat. Kat, this is Brennan. Yeah, we, we met briefly in the in the hallway. Well, I made them wait because oh, yeah. I was fashionably late yes. per use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I- Had to be basic and get a Starbucks. <laughs> Sorry. Literally. Don't blame you embarrassing. at all. Embarrassing. No. Yeah, blame the blame blame the Starbucks. Um so Kat, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And um when you asked me to do this, I thought I'd literally not interesting enough to be on your podcast. Oh shit, that's not true. Totally. (laughs) It'll be an interesting day. Yes. So for those people who, um, we're going to talk about meditation today. So meditation, um, is something that I'm really passionate about. I've talked about it in prayer podcasts. I meditate pretty frequently and Kat and I have gone down some really crazy rabbit holes talking about meditation because she also likes to meditate. We've done some meditative facials from um, with her when she was my client in Tri-Cities at my Tri-Cities location. And I hadn't really fully yet embraced my, um, my witchy weirdness. I had not fully opened the door. I knew, obviously I've known since I was little that I had these, um, giftings, I guess you would call them, even though sometimes they are um, not fun to deal with. However, I um, loved Kat always, and I'm so thankful that she's trusted me over the years, and I'm so thankful that you're back. So we're going to get right to it. How was the drive? It was interesting. You know, we have interesting discussions on Oh, we're getting right to it. We're getting right into it. I love it. Okay, go for (laughs) it. You know, I always have my fascination with ravens. Oh, yes. I always talk about ravens and I was driving up here and, you know, there's some symbology with uh, ravens and meaning that some some people see as a negative, others see it as it's tapping into your intuition insight. So all the way up here from Tri-Cities, it was probably 11 or 12 uh, ravens. They would just fly right, right at my Jeep and up and over. And I thought okay, am I reading into this? But it was just one after another. And I was yeah. like, oh, Lee and I are going to have a fun day. Yes, but, it's so, so fun. She's going to get a, a service afterward. And I'm just so excited to see her. So Kat, tell us to start. Tell us about yourself. All right. Like she's a total smarty, you guys. She, <laughs> um, she's, well, I won't say she's my smartest client because that will offend my other clients. Um, but literally she's a scientist. Go ahead. Um, well, I'm I'm kind of a I'm a, a bit of an odd duck, is how I explain myself I love to people. It. Um, I that's very why we much found each my, other. <laughs> absolutely, mm-hmm. I'm very much into my intuition as well as um, you know, I, I love science and I'm grounded in science, so I like to see the two um, balance and kind of merge. And I try to approach my intuition sometimes from a logical side, and sometimes you have to just say, 
okay, let's trust that intuition and yep. throw the science aside. So um, I, I, I kind of le- lived a gypsy life and a very free-spirited life. I've lived all over the United States. And when the calling to move came up, I did it even when I didn't have money, you know, um, and I've learned a lot of hard life lessons that way, but I've also lived a very full life. And, and you were in the military. I was four yep. years in the Air Force. Yes. And thank um, you for your service. <laughs> It was an interesting time. Yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so I finally settled in the Tri-Cities and uh, I work <clears throat> out at Hanford doing co- uh, project management um, is what my title is. I do a lot of contract work for mm-hmm. construction. So um, I work with an interesting set of characters who are quite excited to listen to this podcast. They better start listening <laughs> because they're going to they're going to be fans, super fans. I, I would love it. I'm going to get them into the into the <laughs> facials and uh, next Next time we have our group lunch, I think we're going to get them with some uh, 24 karat gold eye masks. Ooh, and, uh, I would love to see a picture of that. Come on, boys, please. That would be very hilarious. I think they'll do it. I for love us. it. They're pretty good guys. They're like my family. I love that. You always talk so highly about them. And I feel like I know quite a few of them based on their names. We won't mention. Um, <laughs> and, and my skeptic there, we do have one guy. We were talking ghost stories the other day, Jim. He's like, I'm not really a believer, you know, but I had family up in Spokane who lived in this house and it got to the point where they couldn't live in it. Yeah, Spokane so, has a lot of haunted history. So yeah, we'll get them believing eventually. I love that. Hi, Jim. Um, so... Kat, tell us about your, gosh, I feel like I want everybody to kind of get to know you and what makes you so um, cool. Like, so what's your degree in? What, what, give us everything. (laughs) You're like, wait, this was not on the page. This is not on your prep questionnaire. (laughs) All good. Um, So my background was in environmental science, uh, as environmental science, and I got my degree in water resources and uh, soil science. But my love was groundwater and groundwater cleanup. And uh, through school, I got pulled into um, working with a geophysicist and a hydro. What's your sign? I'm a Cancer. Is that a water sign? Yes. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh So um, I worked with this professor for three years, and we did a lot of. Um, we use electricity to map the subsurface and try to find contamination for cleanup. And so I worked with him for three years, and I was going to get my master's in that and go on to be a, a field researcher or whatever I was going to do. Um, was authored on a few papers, published scientist, co-authored. It was an interesting and life. And she totally downplays all of these. Um, the, she's so smart and so cool and so beautiful. And she always, she'll send me every, my 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 relationship with Kat is so um, complex that it's like one day she'll be sending me some crazy cool article on quantum physics physics or on a meditation or on something. And then the next day she'll send me like a picture of some eyelash extensions that (laughs) she wants. It's like very, the spectrum of our friendship is very big, which is so cool. Yeah. I've always said, I'm just kind of weird, quirky me. And that's what I love. I just, somebody told me once to not damper my spirit. No, um, they said, I'm a light. Uh, I'm always kind of a light in the room. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just continue to be me. And I think as we get older, it's easier just to be yourself oh, and 100%. not worry about what others think. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. So I did a lot of research. Uh, now I literally do not work with what my degree was. So I'm, um, learning construction things I don't know, but, um, but it's I've, still so relevant being out in the area with all the importance of the 
protecting the environment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I just go with the flow. Um, someone said, do you want to do this job? I was like, no, because I know what it is, but I also know it's a growth opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. And I work with um, a team that I adore um, and they make my life fulfilling at work. And I look forward to going to work almost every day. And I live here, you know, in Washington State. I don't have family here. It's just me. So having that team at work helps. So, um, and they, they uh, embrace my weirdness. So I love it. I love that. And I know how much they mean to you. So that's very cool. And I, I hope they listen to this and know um, how much you do talk about them off air as well, like, and how much they mean to you. So, um, Brennan, do you have anything to say so far about my amazing guest and friend, Kat? No, I, well, I, I think what really piqued my interest was your environmental science and what you got into. I, I also produce a podcast for uh, Spokane Conservation District, and I also work with like some groundwater yeah. people. Uh, and I know that guy that's um, on the, Sp- the Spokane. Um, he's in he's in Rotary with me. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. I can't remember his name, but yeah. yeah. I didn't know you guys started a podcast. How cool. Yeah, we, we started that about a, about three. That was like my first podcast I ever did. Like that, I ever, ever got paid for? Nice, yeah. nice. Um, but I, I no, but that piqued my interest. But it's, yeah, it's it sounds like you do a lot of cultural things. Like it's a, it's a, I'm always, I always, I, th- I thought I was going to be a scientist when I was younger, mm-hmm. and uh, and I never, I became a designer instead. <laughs> very, very different. Very than different. A, very different. Well, not that. Well, I guess it, they're kind of creative. They fields. are. They are. <laughs> exactly. And I love that you're a cancer and that you were attracted to water. And that's like so interesting. Oh, water is absolutely mm-hmm. healing. You have a bad day and you go sit by some water, mm-hmm. meditate. Mm-hmm. Your life's better immediately. And when I... um and I'm a Sagittarius, and so everything is. Let's burn it down. Let's <laughs> let's light this bitch up. Let's light. <laughs> it makes abs- absolute sense. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> tell us about your skincare routine, Cat. Let's get those let's get those boring questions out of the way before we get weird. <laughs> well, um, you know, I am a recovering suntan addict. So I do know. I do know. <laughs> um, and so uh, probably up until my 30s, um, my skincare routine was horrible. It would probably be like St. Ives lotion and wash my face. <laughs> yeah. um, and I lived in tanning beds. I'm fr- I grew up in North Dakota. We go tanning in the winter because, you know, it's horrible there. Um, yeah. Sorry, people. Hi, home. North Dakota. But- <laughs> I don't know if I have any listeners there yet. Brennan, do I? I'd have to check, but <laughs> you probably have like two. Oh, nice. Okay, go that's ahead. That's half the state population. No, <laughs> no. But the winter. I always offend hard. Utah, so it's fine. You can offend you offend who where you came from. It's just like family. Exactly. Like my Utah people are my family, regardless. Go the, ahead. The winters there are brutal. So yes. we, I would tan a lot, and I would. I I was listening to some of your podcasts again on the way up here, and. I, I heard you talking about how I'd, I would tan at one location, then go to another. <laughs> Same here, just so I could get more. Yes. You know? uh-huh. And so, um, so early years, skincare was bad, even though um, I, one of my mom's friends sat me down when I was young. She's like, you got to take care of that neck. Make sure you're using sunscreen. And I've been bad about the neck. And now here we are talking today about, okay, I need some treatment <laughs> on my neck because uh, <laughs> the past is coming to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's amazing that, um, cause you're on such a, so Kat is an amazing client. Even if I didn't get, I love all my clients. And so even if Kat did not, Kat and I did not have such a cool connection because our personalities really were attracted to each other. Um, I would have totally loved Kat simply because she's a product whore. <laughs> 
absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my goodness. Cat was- loves products. She's a great retail client. Everything I love, I know Cat's going to love. And I, one of the funnest parts of my job is buying retail, even if it's not particularly for my skin, it's because it's like, oh my gosh, I've got clients that would love this. And so I just love Cat's enthusiasm for my business. And she's been an amazing client. So I kind of know that you're not faithful. You're not a faithful, um, you're not a faithful skincare. I know that you're going to dabble with other lines, but you know, I am quote unquote, a, um, encourager of some mischievous, um, escapades. So (laughs) I I definitely am a mark. Um, my (laughs) marketers know me as like, Ooh, that's a pretty bottle. I have to have that. That's right. Uh, And even if you don't like what's in it, as far as for your face, you just go all the way down to your nipples and use it like everywhere else. (laughs) I tell people, don't throw anything away. Just slather your, (laughs) slather your tits up. Like (laughs) I just had like a buffalo bill from (laughs) Silence of the Lambs. Put the moment. lotion in the basket. You'll put you down in the hole. Jim, <laughs> Jim better come and bail you out with the lotion in the basket. My hundred dollar <laughs> bottle of cream. <laughs> Who's got one twenty five? Oh, you're gonna get written up at work. Sorry. <laughs> I get a letter from the government. I'll be like, that wasn't me. No. We have some conversations at work. They're like, oh, thank God HR's not here. <laughs> no. HR's not here either. So Brennan no. would have already filed a complaint long ago. Yep, I would have. Um, no, uh, no Dakota listeners. Sorry. Oh, you checked right now. You're yeah. so smart. Look at that. Well, Kat, Maybe get them going. Family will yeah, get them going. Get them going. Yeah. So um, skincare routine, um, I've in the... In my 30s and now into my 40s, I am a faithful skin. You are, yes. Um, and you've have, got great skin. It's definitely, I'm, I'm pr- pretty happy with it. And I love um, hearing that I look at my 30s for most people. I take it more of a compliment from women because I think men are too scared to tell us how old we really look. So I and think men that don't pay attention to the same things in their skin and other people's. Like, I, I think men, so I, I believe that men... Um, prefer more of a natural and so they like kind of the what we women consider would consider flaws right Mm -hmm. I just think it's so interesting that it's opposite okay go ahead oh yeah and so um you know I I used to make fun of getting facials and I thought well I could do that at home no Um, you can't I know (laughs) (laughs) but when we met it was such a an instant bond and I was I mean meeting you and having my facials you know, I always joke with people like people go to their spa days to relax and you and I are just cracking up the whole time yeah. and having a blast. And it's like therapy. And um, so it really you come got in, me. I already have sage lit and palace. Lay down. Let's do the work. <laughs> and we've had, you know, a lot of fun. And we, you know, we did have the, the meditative session. That yeah. I remember that session. I was bawling like a baby. And I'm one of those awesome. people who's like, I don't like to be vulnerable around people. Yeah. Crying is not... Crying was not allowed when I was brought up, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I remember telling you afterwards, like, okay, I've been in therapy for three years <laughs> trying to get over my mom. And one session, you progressed me further than that three <laughs> years of therapy. I have heard that, but I remember your mom, like, was there. Like, she was there. Oh, yeah. And her energy's big. Yeah, she was there yeah. in that. And and I'm really glad that you trusted me with that. And I've, um, 
I really, and ever since then we really became bonded and I, I, I mean, we were bonded before, but I just really feel like, um, I just absolutely adore you and you have to come back now. Like I will. the expectation's been set. So the building's called you in. Oh, definitely. <laughs> right. You, you have to. Yes. This building has very <laughs> big energy. Yeah. Tell just, us about when you first came. Well, I tried to not have that preconceived notion after listening to your podcast and, you know, try to be logical about it and walk in. But the second I walked in, it was, I just say dense. It wasn't a negative energy. It no. just feels like something standing on your chest and it's dense. Yes. yes. Um, and then, yeah, I, I got here a little early and wandered the building a little bit and um, on this floor, it was just interesting. Um, something said to turn around or take a picture. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's anything in the picture. I, I can't see wait anything. to see. But um, it just felt like something was behind me. And I was, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe you're buying into the the yeah. hype of the building. But I, can't, I went down that hallway again and I was thinking, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels very much like somebody's behind you. That, yeah. that feeling you get. So it's an interesting building though, but it doesn't have a negative feel. It's no. just a lot of energy. Yes. It, it's so, it's so dense. That's a good way to describe it. It's very, a huge energy. So, um, and I appreciate you coming today. So let's get right into our topic. I'm sure we're going to get weird. Um, we, we've already offended everybody in Utah, North Dakota, <laughs> all of the Hanford government employees. Um, <laughs> Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you warn him ahead of time? He knows. Do we need to stage him after? <laughs> he knows. He's fine. He's good. Um, so I, meditation is truly something that I love to do. So, and this is going to, I grew up not ever understanding that meditation wasn't evil. Right? Yes. I, I grew up LDS and I was told oh, yes, if I, I forgot. That's me too. I forgot we had that connection. Yes. <gasps> and my mom would tell me it's straight up evil if, if I, and I was always drawn into it. And uh, if I dabbled That's in Mar- it. That's, you know, Mormon. Yeah. Well, right? Well, wait a minute. They think that meditation is evil? Well, my mom's mm, the, interpretation of it was. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I lived in a very, very small town. So I don't know if current Mormons do, but, you know, I lived in a town that my third grade teacher was a polygamous wife. She was a sister. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I need to learn more about that. But yeah. I, I, isn't praying just basically <clears throat> meditation? No, meditation, you talk to yourself. Oh. And praying, you talk to God. That's my, what I believe. Oh, okay. Like you, sense. yeah, like meditation is truly just like tr- talking to your higher self and your subconscious, allowing things into your subconscious mm. that's going to kind of keep that record on repeat that you play silently. You may not even be consciously aware of over and over and over again that you are elevated in here to do good things instead of, and positive things. And it's like a really grounding energy source for me. Praying is too, but it's very, they're very different. And so for me, um, they come from two completely different emotional banks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So do you meditate, Brennan? Uh, I try, but I, I mean, like, I, I, not as much as I should, but like, I, I always just kind of assumed that they were the same thing that like prayer is just meditation. I guess I, but you're right. They are different. Yeah. Different. I mean, I guess you could be. I mean, you could be a Christian and yeah, pray and you, could, absolutely. and you could also then meditate. But Because I believe in God. I believe in, like, we've talked about that. Yeah. I do pray. Right. And I absolutely thank God every day for my blessings. And I thank God for my life. And I thank God. And I believe that there's intelligent design and that mm. regardless of what um, your higher power or what God you think is, you know, 
the creator, we're all going to find out one day. And um, so I don't feel like I have the capacity to change or be higher than the creator's power just throughout my meditation. Mm. It's just like in the meditation, I feel I can specifically program my subconscious to focus on certain issues that maybe my daytime arrogance <laughs> or my daytime ignorance or my daytime ego, ego. We get grounded in the Correct. ego. And meditation is a great way to come out of the ego and yes. address what's going on. Yes. And meditation can be kind <clears throat> of a prayer. I mean, there's yes. different Completely. types of meditations. Yes. If you go on YouTube, you can find ones that are with frequency, you know, attraction, you know, manifesting. There's all kinds of different mm. ways to, med- you know, meditate. Buddhism mm-hmm. has a yeah. little bit of a different take on it, but yep. I, I'm kind of with you. Yep. It's my place for self-reflecting and maybe releasing what's bothering me. Correct. If something's bothering me now, I wish I would have known this when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Meditations where I work it out and say, okay, why were you crabby today? Right. Uh, and then I'm not, I'm not a very grumpy person very often. No. So, and then I find out, okay, it wasn't my coworkers that were bothering me. It was something, you know, underneath that I yep. repressed because I didn't have time to deal with it because life was happening. Yep. And I know you're a recovering people pleaser. Like I have been a huge, and I believe honestly, and I don't mean to offend <clears throat> my Mormon family members or my Mormon listeners, <laughs> But I do believe that one of the um, expectations when you are raised um, as a female in the church that you are supposed to please people and that you're supposed to keep sweet and be nice and be just this loving, never-ending energy source at your own expense often. And that you're not allowed to question that because that's, I mean, the patriarch is very strong. And so um, I won't get in that tangent yet. (laughs) We'll keep that. But I just feel like meditation really just helps me stay out of that mindset where I can actually stay focused and decisive and um, keep my emotions in check that maybe I'm not even aware of that are controlling me. How long have you been meditating? You know, when I think about it, I think I've been doing it my whole life. Yes. In terms of, um, I was always a bit of a daydreamer, uh, but it was weird because like I would be daydreaming in class and the teacher would think that they caught me off guard and I would still be able to answer. But um, I think that I I was meditating and didn't know it. And then um, what really got me interested into it was um, I lived in Michigan uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, very, very liberal. And I came from North Dakota, highly conservative. So yes. going to college there was like, wow, even though I wasn't like so sheltered, I didn't realize, you know, how the world worked, but it was still wow, right? It's like the difference between Spokane and Bellingham. Absolutely. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, I took a comparative religion class and I fell in love with Buddhism. I see it very much as of a, philo- a philosophy yes. versus a religion for yep. me. That's, it just is, it seems to align with, how I feel about life. And then um, I also took a philosophy class with a, a professor who um, had authored a paper while he was on LSD. He was very, very unique. And he would take us outside every day with his gong. And we would sit on the lawn before our class started and we would meditate and everyone would laugh and make fun of it. And I was like, I'm feeling like the, the resonance like, of that it. gong. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, I've been very into it. And then... Um, Kind of went away for a little while, life got in the way, and then uh, when I was in college working on my degree, uh, believe it or not, I was finally diagnosed with ADHD, and uh, they put me on Adderall for a while. You know, I'm not in love with the idea of being on Adderall. A lot of my friends would say it suppressed my personality, and I was a college student. It was very expensive, 
So I was like, I can't do this. I need to find a better way to slow my brain down, learn yeah. how to speak slower. And mm-hmm. I'm a very rapid fire speaker. And um, I started meditating religiously and every night and I struggled to slow my brain down. So I started at first with some Buddhist mantras. Mm-hmm. And then I love those ch- chants. You know, and just mo- yes. I even have one tattooed on my arm as a reminder every day to look at it. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's a mantra, but it also kind of, loosely translates to compassion and Mm -hmm. it's always for me self-compassion because I'm very very hard on myself so meditation's been my thing um for quite a while and um once I started meditating regularly with a mantra I was able to get away from the mantra and then just meditate and then then after that it was like boom I tapped into this huge like um intuition like everything changed I started knowing things about people and very specific things and uh, after that, changed my life. And I agree with you about knowing certain things because, um, and Brennan, so I've heard, I mean, when I started meditating, I think I've meditated my whole life, but I really didn't um, know what I was doing and I didn't intentionally say, okay, I'm going to meditate until I was about, I would say 45 and I'm 52 now. So um, now it's something that I depend on to stay sane. And I absolutely love it. Um, what I, what, what I like that you said and what I think Brennan, what I wanted to touch on you, but like, um, it's a, I've read that it's a, like a muscle and you can train yourself Mm. and that's, I'm proof of that. And I think what you just said is proof of that because suddenly it's like you just tap in and then you, you know how to do it. And you're supposed to, even if you get distracted, you're supposed to just still continue to do it and just let your mind have those free flowing thoughts and let them be released. And then whatever you are focusing on, you're still in, you're just training that muscle to, to tune everything else out and really, really, um, focus on your higher power. So, and that really, really works because same thing happened for me. I would meditate and I would be, you know, and for me, guided meditation would really, really, really worked. And I would be trying to meditate. And then suddenly I'd be like, I'd hear one of my kids in the other room and I'd be like, damn it, what the heck, what are they doing? You know? And then I'm like, no, 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 no focus. Just be calm. Just be calm. And then pretty soon now it's so ingrained in me and my I'm so able to turn it on or off that as soon as I hear, take a deep breath, it's like instantly, boom, I'm in that zone. And I've listened, I do a lot of sleep hypnosis um, meditation and I listen to those first to make sure they're not telling me to do things that are inappropriate because that's just, you know, the smart thing I call that, you know, <laughs> I call that being prepared and, um, <laughs> right. It's true. I do the same thing. Right? I, I listen to quite a few and it's on YouTube. Anybody could be, anybody, anybody wacko can be like the first two hours is very legit. And then like after the third hour, they say something like, go take your bank account. And <laughs> I mean, anything could happen. You know what I mean? Just, oh, absolutely. You wake up the next morning. Why am I so angry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Get in your car. Go. <laughs> Remember that guy that you swore you'd stay away from? This, this meditation just went dark quickly. <laughs> <laughs> always, always with me. <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs> Burn it down. Love and light. No, not anymore. This is the third hour. 
I want to go find these now. I want to go find the ones that mess with you. Uh, I don't. I've, I don't know. I've never found one. Oh, okay. So um, hopefully, there's an ethical uh, standard that these people who do the meditations guided are following. But when I looked at the history and the origin of meditation, because in the beauty industry. We've noticed that over the last 20 years, we've, I've talked about this before too on the podcast, that the umbrella of what is in the beauty industry is really expanding. That it's not just hair, nails. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm laughing too hard. I'm like, it's not just hair, nails, skin, makeup anymore. Now it's really tattooing um, and wellness. And even yoga is in, wellness is in that encompassed now. And so you have a lot of beauty professionals who are incorporating wellness activities in, and I've been doing that forever, um, only because that's just the weirdo that I am, but now it's really trendy and, um, you know, everybody wants to do things that are energy work until you actually realize that you're doing energy work. And then suddenly you're like, okay, I shouldn't be dabbling in this. And, um, I love the fact that meditation has such a huge, rich, ancient history. And when I looked at the um, history and origin of meditation, when I just typed that in Google, I found a really cool uh, uh, article from positivepsychology.com. And it said the French uh, philosopher Michel de Montaigne is quoted as having once said, the greatest thing in the world is to know how to belong to oneself. And to me, that sums up meditation. Because God created me. However, the world, in my opinion, the world tells me every day I should be somebody different, tells me every day I'm wrong, tells me every day I need to compete with. And truly, I feel like I can get into my divine sacred essence by meditating. And that is my own source energy that I did not create on my own. However, that's the divine source energy. So I kind of feel like meditation is just a tool. And I... um I just love it. It takes the conscious effort to take a moment to allow ourselves the time we need to explore who we truly are. And um, I just think it's amazing. And meditation has been recognized as a key method that can help people who feel stuck in their day-to-day life. <laughs> and I feel like that's why the sleep meditations work so well for me, because I'm like you where I can't turn my brain off. And I'm like, okay, I don't have 15 minutes to just meditate. I do now and I make priority for that. But when I was just first learning, I really had to do it at a time where I could be vulnerable and really relax. So <clears throat> do you, how many times a week do you meditate? I try to do it every day, but Me honestly, too. I, I don't hit that mark sometimes. Um, it's definitely at least five times a week. And um, I'm trying to make it a conscious effort every night before I go to bed just to kind of decompress. I'm very much an overthinker. Yeah, I, I am a ruminator. I can think I can go back and I'll start to fall asleep and then remember something I said five years before and then <laughs> boom. So it's like, okay. And if I can't slow the brain down on my own, that's when I grab a meditation or something mm -hmm. with um, the, the frequencies. I yes. don't know how, you know, if there's should, we should research science that. behind the, the frequencies. Yeah. Some people say there are. I don't know who these people are who are yeah. backing it. Yeah. But some of those certain frequencies, the delta waves, et cetera, they really just work with my brain and um, it slows, slows me down. I get out of those thoughts. I have horrible... Um, 
sleep habits. I sleep about four hours a week, which is horrible for my skin. So I'm trying to combat that. Four would, hours a week? Or not four hours a week. Oh my sorry. God. I was like, do you sleep like 30 minutes a day? <laughs> like, wait, we've never talked See, about this. This is, this is my sleep deprivation. <laughs> no, but there are weeks where it's, it's like an hour a night. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, about four hours a night uh, on a weekday and then the weekends come and I'm exhausted. So the brain's just all over the place and that's where, you know, meditation helps ground me. And, um, you know, those, those certain waves and frequencies seem to help me a lot when I can't get the, get my brain out of that overthinking cycle or thinking about what I need to do the next day at work. It's just work. I have to leave it there. And I yeah. try to make sure I do that at the end of the day, just take a quiet moment in my car and say, okay, I'm leaving now. Quick little meditation and let's not think about work tonight. Yep. Do doesn't you, always work. Do you take anything before you go to bed to try to sleep? I do. Just some LSD. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, have you, have you done... I, I've started uh, taking like a five milligrams of uh, THC before I go to bed. Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. makes me sleep like a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have the weirdest dreams. So that's also the... the the downfall of that. <laughs> yep, yeah, I am on Lunesta, but um, still, it just is kind of this weird. Okay, your drowsy window, yeah. and if you don't relax if you don't in miss, the window, if you miss that, yeah, yep. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's one o'clock in the morning. I get up at two forty-five for work. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, have you what, done melatonin? I have. I've tried it all. And some people that doesn't work for. No, and I think a lot of it is lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, and then slowing the brain down, and mm-hmm. you know. I'm working on a phone detox. I, I'm very much a doom scroller. Me and too. I think that's an unhealthy habit that takes me out of, you know, being grounded. And, and it causes such an anxiety and the blue light just will really mess with your circadian rhythm, all sorts of things that it does to the brain. So I totally agree. Absolutely. And meditation is about getting out of the ego. You're on your phone, yeah. you're back into the ego, yep. you know, commenting on threads and exactly. cyber stalking people and that you like, want to know more about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. Is that what you're doing at night? No. no, 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 no. So, so I'm working on that positive shift towards um, journaling and then leading into meditation. And I have this journal on, you know, being more self-aware and more self-love and not mm-hmm. being so hard on myself. I am. You very, are very hard on yourself. I always think I have to be perfect. And, and I feel like the, for the first three years of you and I being together, I was so shocked, like from just your skin, like I about how hard you were on yourself because it's like, oh my gosh, if you could see yourself through my eyes, you are and were this amazing, beautiful, bright light. And this being that was like hardly so big, it was hardly able to contain in a body because you were so such a magnificent aura. And I couldn't believe that you didn't see that. And so... She's not crying, everybody. Jim, 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 get a Kleenex for her, please. She, is he going <laughs> to... Just one tear for you. Just exactly. one tear. <laughs> no, and I think that's part of meditation and then being coming, uh, more aware of yourself. And, yes. and maybe that's a little bit of wisdom as we age as well. Is you kind of get to the it point where you're like, I can't care what everybody thinks nope. because I'm, I can't make everybody happy. Nope. And, and the so, freedom in that is freaking unbelievable like i'm only gonna get weirder as i get older and i don't give a flying fuck honestly absolutely like i i I mean i'm not for everybody and everybody's not for me and i think realizing that really healed me from the people pleasing and um if you don't have people that dislike you you haven't really taken a strong enough stand on things and truly what you believe and um 
so yeah, I, I think meditation totally helped me get over a lot of those pre, um, orchestrated or preconditioned or, you know, all those thoughts from your childhood that are just total bullshit. And on, honestly, absolutely. When you have that quiet moment to, um, really sit and think and process what's going on in your mind, it's huge and life changing. And I, it took until the past year or so for me to realize why am I a workaholic? Why do I, why am I on boards to save the salmon? Why am I working on my master's degree? Why am I doing all these leadership groups? (laughs) You and I are so similar in that way. So you, you, people that do that, us overthinkers, it's so you don't have, you don't want to sit and process what's going on in your mind because you keep busy to avoid what you need to focus on. And that's what meditation is helpful for. Totally. And it's really simplified things for me because I was the same like you, like I'd start another business or maybe adopt another child or maybe, um, help advocate for, and I have things that I'm passionate about, so I don't want to be ever lose that advocacy. I want to be on a board only if I can participate in it a thousand percent, but eventually you realize, wait, is this actually helping me or did I get into this from my ego? And you can look back on your decisions and see what you said yes to as a result of just wanting to say yes, because you were ego driven or what truly what um, you manifested as a result of your higher self. Absolutely. And that's so fascinating when you look back at that. And then it all ties together back into the beauty industry. You do this, you stress yourself, your skin, you know, looks like crap because you're not drinking your water, you're you're not sleeping. Yeah. And so it all comes full circle. It It all ties together. Um, well, meditation, the word meditation stems from meditatum, which is a Latin word that means to ponder. Through the practice of meditation, we can seek to find a better connection with our body in everyday moments that we often let pass by, and we create stronger awareness for how our emotions influence our behavior. And this is from a study called West 2016. And I find that very, very true. Um, That, you know, I had my health scare last year where I had literally ignored, here I am, the hypocrisy of me telling people, to live healthier and listen to their body and really be present in their flesh and their sacred beings. And here I am rolling around with a kidney stone, feeling like death and really having those tiny guardian angels tell me, you're, you're really sick. And I'm like, why I drive a Mercedes, calm down. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Mercedes will always heal everything, right? Always, right? <laughs> right? Her name's Donatella. She's fine. I got to go to work. Like that is, um, and then realizing how stupid that was when I realized how sick I became for ignoring that. And so ever since then, my meditations have been really focused on listening to my body and healing. And I'm not saying, I very much believe in science. I very much believe in in in, in healthcare. I very much am not... Um, to the side where I think that, you know, um, I can ignore and not get cancer and have just prayers and things heal me. Like I understand that all of what's been created in the medical world is there to help you. So, um, my meditations right now have been really, really focused always on wealth meditations just as a business owner and being able to be creative, but then also really healing myself and having positive energy because that negativity can manifest itself so many ways negative in your body. What do you focus on right now? 
Um, right now is a lot of healing. Because um, you find yourself picking your meditation topics based on what you're going through? Absolutely. Um, I left a not great relationship this last year. And walked we're here away. for it. We, I won't mention his name, but we're here for it. And We um, can ban him. Can we uh, shadow ban people from listening, Brennan? So, uh, no. Oh, okay, go ahead. That's all right. He knows who he is. So, yeah, um... <laughs> And I just, I walked away and I walked away from the house, left a lot of the belongings. I had to buy a new house on my income solo and, you know, the housing market. It's tough. And I was like, universe, can I do this? Because I kept hanging in there trying to get my finances lined out, knowing that the the You're so cute because in your mind, your finances are never going to be good enough. And in other people, they'd be like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well... As you know, I'm a little bougie. I like my skincare. I like my sports cars. But I sold my sports cars. You know, I was fiscally responsible. But good um, for you. I'm so proud of you. So well, I'm making a list for new. How ones. many cars do you own currently? Only one. Oh my gosh, that's really impressive I kept for you. I the Jeep because it was more, you know, yes. reliable. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So, Sorry, I won't make fun of how bougie yeah. you are anymore. Because I, I too am bougie. Yes. But you know, I had talks with the universe uh, when I was like is it time to leave? You know, I've put the effort in. I feel like I've done the right thing. And I would go to work. Like work was my, my saving grace. Your outlet. I, yeah. yeah. I, I became a workaholic. I was working tons of unpaid hours, mm-hmm. took on extra duties, which I knew I would either epically fail or I would shine. Yeah. And it, it led me to my new role and it led me to prosperity and growth and growth in our company. But not only that, um, it helped me just deal with my work life. And then I moved on to another project where my life slowed down. I'm like, okay, it's time for you to focus on what's going on at home. You can't put this off anymore. And that's when I was like, universe, meditation. I was like, I don't know what the higher powers card called, but I'm always like, universe, I, I, we need to have a talk. What do I need to do? I come to work on Mondays. I'm exhausted from the weekends with my, you know, with yeah. my ex. Yeah. So one day I'm just sitting in a chair at my office. I get to work usually 40 minutes early and just kind of staring at the floor in a semi-meditative state. And it said, I just, the voice said, we've got you. You're mm-hmm. going to be able to afford this house. Do it. It's time. Yeah. And um, that night I went to the house and I said, hey, I, we're here and I'm going to go buy a house. And I was worried about my budget, crunching the numbers. And I was like, oh, this is tight. I'm not comfortable with this because I do like to buy what I want because I'm an independent woman and I I do well for myself Mm -hmm. and I work hard for that. Unapologetically. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I made the move and then the universe has had my back since. You know, it's just been awesome when you put yourself into that state and Mm -hmm. just listen to those Listen to what the your what your intuition and that voice in your head is yeah. trying to tell you when you let your brain slow down long yes. enough to listen to it. And removing fear, yeah, um, is a huge. And I I think that fear obviously is a necessary emotion, and that we're given that as a child, obviously for survival. However, I think we <clears throat> replicate fear, and we create an entity in our brain that act- actively blocks progress simply because of fear. And that's just our ego stopping that progression. And often when you remove fear, and I think that does have a lot to do with age as well, because honestly, I mean, I I have the same, um, issues in my business. Every, you know, we survived COVID. We did not, I did not know how we were going to survive. We had two locations. There's been times as a business owner where, you know, and I don't have a leg to stand on, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) 
but i seriously was like okay i've got to get on my god i'm on my proverbial knees like these i know they're just conceptual god but like you know and i'll talk and he just looks up there at me and laughs and just and i i I literally just trust that this and this is where i i do the same god that gave me the business is going to give me the clients and I just need to tune in to what the universe is going, not have any blockages that allow that. And I do believe money is a neutral energy source and it, it comes and it goes. And having an attachment to money um, can often create um, a negative reaction, a fear, mm-hmm. and just having an attachment to money from that it's a neutral energy source that comes and it goes. And I don't have an emotional attachment to it. And I'm going to allow the free flowing river of wealth to enter my Um, realms. And so that's, and I know that is faith and meditation and also discipline and staying focused and getting involved. Like there's so many things I think that, um, people who are newer to prayer or, or religion or meditation, it's like they expect kind of a fix all and meditation's not, you have to, I mean, it truly is something that can help as part of your toolbox, right? Like, um, and sometimes you see meditation, things in your meditation you don't want to see about yourself. Absolutely. So, Shadow work. Yeah. So let's talk about that in just a second. But um, how are we doing on time, Brennan? We're doing all right. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Okay. Thank you. Um, the, when, I, when I typed in how old is meditations, it was a pretty complex, uh, a pretty complex question with a lot of different research books and schools of meditation offer an age old tradition. But it looks like the practice of um, how long meditation's actually been around depends on your concept definition. So I found two main um, main schools of thought that are behind meditation that um, really are practices and techniques based on artifacts and references in Eastern countries. And that is India. Some of the oldest written records from around 1500 BCE in India, the practice of dhyana or yana, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, is referenced as the training of the mind, often translated as meditation. Many of these records come from the Hindu traditions of uh, Vedantism and discuss the various meditation practices across ancient India. Buddhist Indian scriptures and texts dating back only to a few hundred years or a few hundred BC are even earlier recordings of the practice, but many argue that these are somewhat ambiguous and the references directly to what's classified as meditation. And then China, early forms of meditation are referenced as far back as the third and sixth century BC, linked to the Taoist, uh, Laozi, an ancient Chinese philosopher and his writings. And I hope I pronounced that right in his work. Many of these terms used in later centuries describe meditation um, techniques and um, Zhao Zong, roughly translated as guarding the middle. Bao Yi, roughly translating as, translated as embracing the one. Xiao Ying, roughly translated as guarding tranquility. And Bao Pu, roughly translated as embracing simplicity. So there's a whole entire schools of thought behind every single one of those things. But it's so cool to, um, because you know that these were already already being used as techniques before they were written down, right? And I feel like, I don't know. I, di- I just, I feel like I'm not going to get on an um, American soapbox about how our culture is so young and new and immature, but it is. Absolutely. And I feel like we have this entire substructure 
of naivety that runs our culture and where we purposely close our eyes to what's obvious right in front of us and we just do what we're told because that's like the school of thought, right? And you think about how many of these much, you know, centuries older dynasties that are still around look at Americans and just kind of laugh at all we are in, um, consciously blinding ourselves to. And on that note, you work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> so when let's talk about shadow work. So shadow work is something that I sort of, I would think I really do believe that it's hard for me to think of myself as a healer, even though I like, I'm not dumb to the fact that people are brought to me for very specific energy work and issues. Like I'm not, I, I understand that relevance. Even when I was young, people would come to me for source energy and like just want, because I had a clear way of seeing things and talking about things that didn't come from me. It was truly the energy that I saw around them. And I didn't ever put it into that quote unquote healer capacity. Um, I just thought I was a weirdo. And, you know, I've talked about before where, you know, I was raised in a church that, you, you know, weirdos were ostracized and wouldn't find a husband and couldn't give children to God. And um, you were, you know, you were very inspirational and God loves you and has a special plan. But just sit there right there and don't um, just let us all feel sorry for you and um, show you all the wonderful things we're doing with our lives that you can't do. And when I tell my mom that I had these feelings and memories from the church, she gets really mad and offended because it, she takes that on as a failure on her part because nobody in the church um, actively intended to make me feel that way, right? It's just the, it's just the prescribed patriarchy. And um, and I'm not saying patriarchy in a negative way. Uh, you know, I believe that the divine masculine feminine, feminine are equal. Like I, I believe that, but I, um, my mom gets really upset because she takes ownership of my, um, childhood religious experience and shadow work was really important for me. I did not realize I was doing my own shadow work until I was about 45 because I could not figure out why, um, I was attracting these people that would literally energy vampires would literally come find me, plug into me, <clears throat> make me leave, leave me feeling completely like an empty shell. And I had nothing for myself. And so I started doing my own shadow work, really not realizing what I was doing just by meditating for self protection. But also I want to be an open, vulnerable, raw um, I don't want to put on any airs. I don't want to, I want to just be myself and not, you know, water that down for any lack of a better term. I just want to be myself. So really disciplining what I allow in, despite what I show out was like, you're in, and you know, that was really for, for me, shadow work was so important and it was brutal and painful. And I had about a two year, um, time frame where I literally almost destroyed my household and my family. And there's that proverb, like the, the wise woman builds her house and the fool tears it down with her own hands. I repeated that 
so many times that biblical, because it felt like really, okay, that's getting me close to my creator. However, it's just allowing me to embrace the fact that I've been a mess and I don't want to be a mess, but my husband and I were separated. Um, I mean, and we've got back together. We've been together 25 years. I love him very much, but man, I could have, and it's truly because I, took on way more than I was capable of doing when I said yes to adopt my son. And he's not, he, he was worth every penny, but I allowed it to literally almost my own ego to kill me from the inside. So that shadow work really helped me to realize that I picked the most difficult children to prove to the church that I could be a good mother. Makes sense. Whoa. Yeah. Because I was told I was never going to be a mother because my womb was closed. I was not a valuable member of, I wasn't even a really a woman and B um, I'm not going to get as close to God as women who can bear children, 10, 12, 15 children that they can't control whether or not they're being sexually abused by elders of the, you know, like I won't even get onto that soapbox, but I, because my womb was closed, I was not a valuable woman. So I adopted, I literally said, Hey, Washington state, I am going to go on to an active website where I know these kids are unadoptable because they are dangerous because they are, you know, whatever. And I'm going to sign up and I'm going to fix them because I love them. And I, it's just all, it's all going to be me ego-based decision. I know that it was preordained to be, I know I was supposed to be his mom there's nothing like I recognized his soul as soon as I, we saw him. Um, my husband really, really did. And I, so I don't question my plan, the plan of my life, the divine intervention that brought him to me. I know with, when, with a thousand percent of my being that he, he was supposed to be my son, that we were destined to be his parents. Our names were written in his book of time, right? But it was really hard and there's a reason you don't get to see your life go forward because I would have said, no way, I'm not strong enough to handle that. And the only way I was ever strong enough to handle what I was given and what I actively signed up for out of my ego and God laughed because he knew my ego was, I was so such an egomaniac that I would say yes, that um, I had to go through that shadow work to realize, ooh, I didn't just need to turn away from the church because... I didn't actively want to believe or participate in that a lot of the stuff that they do because I did not feel that it was actually aligned with God. I truly have massive scars as a result of my experiences. And I was not able to identify those truly and look at why I did certain things until I did shadow work. So that was a long therapy session. You're welcome to all the government <laughs> workers that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank all you six for of you. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably zoned out already. They're they like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> like, geez, she's a weirdo. But they're like, she's never managing <laughs> a multi-million dollar contract. <laughs> I healed. I healed. I healed. <laughs> so that's truly when I realized how necessary shadow work was for my own self. And then I realized that it wasn't negative or scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was scary, but it truly, it was for your healing and not, it wasn't evil. And that's when I realized that meditation was not evil. Absolutely. And it was like that. And I was probably 40, 
four and 44 or 45. So thank you for coming to my TED talk. It's <laughs> <laughs> very important. Yeah. It, what you, what you hold on to is so much. And I, you know, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because I know we're going to probably run out of time here. Oh, soon. we'll be fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was in about the same age doing um, shadow work after my mom died. And yes, tell us. Went to counseling for a little while, and um, it was helping me progress a little bit. Kind of just deal with her death. Watching her pass away really kind of traumatized me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know our meditative um, mm-hmm. session we had that was like whew. Um, and then I did started doing a lot of shadow work and meditation as well. And then I remember I blacked out I during that. You that. Remember yes. I typed up this long note, at like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Lee, I know what's wrong with me and why I pick broken yes. men. And, yes. um, that was probably part of the reason why my relationship started to change because I had that moment, but it was, my mom had a lot of trauma. She had a very rough childhood. She refused to see a counselor because it wasn't going to help her. She was tough. We don't cry. Yeah. We hold our emotions in where, you know, she's like, you wear your, your heart on your sleeve. You can't do that because people will take advantage of that. And I've learned, I'm just going to be me and wear my heart on my sleeve. And yeah. it just, people will either like that or they won't. But one night, you know, dead of the night, I woke up and I sat up in bed and I'm like, I've been carrying her trauma my entire yes. life because she sat me down when I was fifth grader and broke down like entire history of her trauma. And it was a lot. Yeah. And And she just laid that at your doorstep. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. And I look at the rest of my life and how I made choices. And I was like, that was it. And, um, it's interesting because, and while I love my mom to pieces and she, she did the best she could, a young Mm -hmm. mother with four kids, you know, um, but uh, when she passed away, it changed my life um, because I started tapping into who I am. And then it was like this cloud was lifted off of me. And my whole life changed. My mindset started changing. I started taking care of myself, making mm-hmm. time for myself. That's when I started coming to see you, yeah. getting my hair done, you know, trying to exercise and eat better, and then um, meditating more. And it just all of a sudden, everything changed my life. My career took off. Yeah. Um, it was just so profound when you sit in that quiet moment and just realize what's going on. And all of a sudden it, you're like, hey, boom, Yes, this is what's wrong with you. Yes. And then I quit therapy and I was like, I'm good. I understand. And you know, yeah, and I, I, I remember that um, meditation that we did that healing session. Cause you and I had started to have our energy intertwine cause I started seeing um, things for you you'd come to your facials and I'd, and I'd be like, Hey, I got this really weird. Yes, you did. And it was, and you'd be like, Oh my gosh, that's weird. And so I knew that there was going to be something yep. happen because that's usually the tell, like my people let your people, the door opens a little bit and then your people just come in. Yep. And yeah, I remember that day. So I've told people and a lot of people, it's funny because I work with a lot of technical people and I've told people that you have a soul tribe. That's what I call it. Mm-hmm. You meet people for a reason. Yes. And energetically, you are meant to meet them. They yes. are part of your soul tribe. You're part of my soul tribe. I love that. And there's I'm... people that come into your life and they help you grow yeah. when you need it. They may not be there forever. Right. But at that moment in time, you were meant to meet them. Yes. I totally believe that. And when I did, and I, if I wouldn't have gone through my own shadow work and I went into the, my backyard when, and when we had our beautiful house in Kennewick behind Costco I had the, you know, three kids and the three car garage and I was a business owner and, you know, we just had 
everything. And yet I was furious and miserable. And I went into the backyard and I literally burned a whole bunch of shit. And I just asked, okay, I'm whatever my ancestors are telling me, I'm, I'm fully opening. And I, I could see like this key and this door unlocked. And it, all of a sudden I just got this huge download and I was not the same after that little, and I realized, did I just do my first ritual? Oh my word. That's scary. It's <laughs> awesome too, though, that, the power. Yes. Right? And yeah. so I just thought, okay, that's not anything that I have to explain to anyone. And I wasn't confident enough then. Then I started really getting, cause I would, I would, then I started getting people who would seek me out for that energy. And I didn't know how I knew how to do a lot of the stuff that I did. And I didn't question it cause I knew it didn't come from me. And so I moved my own ego out of the way and it just sort of happened. And then vanity just exploded and everything just became, it just evolved. And so, yeah, I thank you for trusting me at the very beginning when I didn't realize how much of a weirdo I actually was. Well, I, like I said, we were meant to meet. hundred percent. Yes. Um, do you have anything you want to say, Brennan? No, I, uh, this is great to listen to. Do you? Yeah. I don't really have anything to say. I don't really do shadow work. I don't do any of this. And any do you level. meditate when you run? No. What do you think about when you run? Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean sometimes I will like. Think when you're about, stressed out, what do you do? Play video games. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I would say that in some of those video games, you might be in kind of a meditative yes. space. You're yep. kind of focused and uh-huh. yeah, you're, no. you're not thinking about anything mm-hmm. else. Uh, but yeah, when I'm. When I do, when I should be taking time prior to meditate or I do other things that, you know, like play video games. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, that that makes me into a very Zen state. I just had a really weird, uh, what if there was a business that you could create meditative video games? I bet it's out there. I'm sure it exists. Okay. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, no, there's definitely games. You heard it here first. There are games that like have like, that that can put you into... Like as in yes. in state that like that are puzzle, okay. But they, yeah, that, I can think of a couple. I think I had one on the Oculus. I just couldn't get into it, like mm-hmm. the virtual reality one that was supposed mm. to, you know, throw a bunch of patterns at you, and yeah. I it just wasn't for me. I felt like it made my brain more like, "Woo, what are we <laughs> yes. doing here?" Because I'm yeah. ADHD, and I'm yeah. like, "You just activated me. I'm triggered now." Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um. Well. This we could literally talk about this forever. I um I know we're almost done with time. I want to have Cat back on the um on the podcast. I I'm just so thankful for you. I'm and thankful for you too, and I missed you. It's I been, missed what, you three years since yes. I've seen you. Yes. So, but you know, I've learned a lot from you. I had, I bought all, a lot of equipment. I have my high frequency. I've got my light mask. Yep. I got my derma wand. Yes. And yes. I was like, Lee, I bought this. Is this good? And you're like, yes. And this is what I do. So I'm like, what would Lee do here? I'm not, I'm not Lee. WWLD. <laughs> so I'm always texting her. I'm like, I like this product. Is this garbage? And I'm always like, all right. So I, I, um, I really, I've reached a certain point where I can't give every client that amount of attention but you're my friend. You've reached a certain status absolutely. that, um, yeah, I absolutely love. I love that. And I shouldn't say, 
I don't give all my clients that because I do never ignore people. They just might have to wait if they're like at a store and they want to know, hey, do you, what do you think of this? And I won't see it until like midnight. So yeah. And I usually throw that in there like as I'm, you know, unloading the, the daily <laughs> soap opera that is my life. I so love being I'm involved like, as your soap opera. Like, Lee, this is my life. And by the way, what do you think of this product? <laughs> Will this help me land younger men? <laughs> You open the door, babe. You open the door. So we round two vicariously. I'm living through cat. Okay, Brennan. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about some ho escapades. Oh, God. <laughs> Coworkers, this is a time to pause and log out. Put your earmuffs on. Put your. Um, yeah. So cat is now red. Well, she doesn't really. She's she's nearing ready to date. Mm. So I'm um, getting. Actively involved, obviously, inappropriately <laughs> actively involved. Future book forthcoming. <laughs> Saddle to boyfriend. So, yeah, Brent and I needed, I hashtagged a new saying in all of my, you know, I have Leeisms, those one liners yeah. that I do that everybody were like, what the fuck did she just say? I'm like, yep, write that down. That's gonna. So, Kat. <laughs> so, Kat's <laughs> been. A hot, a hot commodity on the meat market lately. And she's got just guys throwing themselves at her. Um, a few of them she's kind of entertained by. Um, but she's really saving herself for <laughs> saving part of herself. <laughs> I literally told my coworkers that it might be vulgar at some point. <laughs> And so Kat, like I know all these dudes by name. I know their picture. I know their freaking what their baby mamas are like. I know their past history. And it is, and I like actively give Kat some of my Leeisms. So I'm like, well, you don't who cares what this guy's past was? You're not interested in him as an actual human being. You're interested in it. this is this is saddled a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, horrible. <laughs> That's a, that's the type of advice you only get from a really dedicated esthetician. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're I'm involved. I'm actively involved. My husband last night was like, "Are you texting?" It was like ten o'clock. I'm like, "It's Cat. She's coming tomorrow. We're you know she's got a lot of dudes. She's I'm involved. I'm invested. She like, actually, I'm, I'm invested. I'm all like." No red flags this time. No settling. Hey, Lee, this guy lives with his mom, but he's kind of cute. I'll go for it. (laughs) I'm the worst. Like, you owe nobody an explanation for how you live your life. You owe no one. She's like, well, we're not going for the distance here. It's okay he lives with his mom. Just don't go to his mom's house. (laughs) Right? Like... And I remember a thing I said yesterday that was like, we are interested in dong only. Oh, man. I think he's blushing. I meant gong. This is a meditation. I probably do need to meditate. We do. We need no red flags. We need to weed out. We need to weed out the the red flags and really focus on the and letting the quality. green ones in quality. Yes. yes. Green flags only. Green flags as my only. friend tells me. Yep. As your friend, you're going to name him? No. Okay. We won't name him. Yes. G. G. As my friend yes. G tells me. Yes. I literally heard his voice when I was at, 
reading or listening to this guy tell me, well, I don't date very often because I don't have a very good job. I live with my mom and I hear green flags only, cat, green flags only. And I'm like, well, but he's cute. He likes to hike. Green flags only. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, oh, leave. What funny. would you do? I'd say no apologies to how you live your life. Yes. Come get a facial. That's right. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Well, this has been fun per usual. Definitely off the rails. Not right. <laughs> and we knew it would be. We literally you knew it would be. You promised to keep it on the rails, though. You what? You promised to keep it on the rails today. <laughs> I did? Yeah, you told me that on Tuesday. You're like, I'm, I'll, I promise, Brennan, I'll keep it on the rails this time. <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's funny I did that. I love that. Good for me. Well, that was my ego talking. <laughs> exactly. We'll meditate next time. Yes, yes. As long as we entertain the listeners. <laughs> that's yeah. right. And tell everybody... Um, thank you for joining us out at the Hanford Nuclear Reservation and all the other subcontractors that that you um, work with and the businesses that you are involved with out there actively as your project management. And senior leadership's going to be like, we're not going to oh, give her a billion-dollar contract to manage now. Yes, you should. <laughs> She's really qualified and very smart. And and I only use tarot cards to make decisions once in a while. <clears throat> She's fine. That's fine. And thank you so much for joining. Do you have any final thoughts, Brennan? No, I, 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 I'm going to try to start meditating. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's been coming up a lot in my life over the last like two weeks. So. Oh, you need to listen to that then. Yeah. You need to listen to that. Kat, sure. do you have any final thoughts? No, this was fun. I was very nervous. And, See, I uh, told you not to be nervous. But it's always good being around you. It yeah. just free flows and it's just easy to... I love that. Be around you no matter what. And it's the same with me with you. So it's I knew we were going to go over and go weird. Two things guaranteed, which is what my people love. So it's fine. Weirdly, I have a lot of listeners in Virginia. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. So shout out to my Virginia peeps. So Brennan's looking at stats right now. I can tell. Yep. No, there you have 14% of the listeners come from right? Virginia. So. Isn't that Whoa, crazy? What's up with that? I have no idea. <clears throat> I mean, I, I have no idea. Yeah, that is weird. Isn't that crazy? It's awesome. It is. So shout out to Virginia. And um, they must have told their friends. I probably got one listener and then they there told their friends. So make sure you tell all of your, all of you government people listening, please tell your friends. And then we will, I thank you so much for coming, Kat. And I'll, we'll go get your facial. And I have a feeling you'll be back for a round two podcast. I want to talk about frequencies. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be very fun. Yes. Okay. That and some quantum physics. Yes. Yes. Then you guys can, you can, you can counteract all of our nonsense today with some of your really smart, um, you know, you can, I think we're starting to see it merge. We are. I think it's science and hippy dippy stuff. hundred percent. Yes. It's all backed. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Thank you for listening and we will talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.